cool. Well, in the first um, service this morning, you know, I had the privilege of being able to share the Word of God and here I am again with this great privilege and I want to say thank you to your incredible pastors for allowing me to stand on this platform and bring the Word of God. I do not take it for granted. I do not go, oh, yep, great, it's another opportunity. I actually wear the heaviness of knowing that what comes out of my mouth has um, a repercussion. It needs to be something that comes out of my mouth that is God breathed not Ruth breathed and so I don't want it to be Ruth breathed this morning I want it to be God breathed I want let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you O God so as I bring the words that I believe God has laid on my heart I want to encourage you open up your hearts and say Holy Spirit whatever you want to speak to me about this morning you are so welcome if you want something to change in my life today you are welcome to change me Lord I want to be broken open so you can take me and use me in a greater manner. I want to see greater things taking place because I have laid down my life and said, here I am. So you're all ready to do that? It's good that you're all enthusiastic, but it's not as easy as you think. Because what we're really saying is not my will, but your will be done, Jesus. Whatever you want. And because we're human beings, human beings think a certain way, act a certain way, do certain things. But as we step out of ourself and into who Jesus wants us to be and we allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us and we hand over our will, it's amazing what God can do with us and through us. And so this morning I want to speak to you about the word love. And we're going to be looking at 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 to 21. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God and no... And, uh, I'll read it. It's better if I just read it. That was the King James, but I'm going to go into the NLT now. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is of God, um, is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Let's just stop there right now. That is a challenging passage of Scripture. The Scripture there says, if you don't love, you do not know God. I'm like, hang on a minute. But there are some people I don't love. Or am I the only one? Could be. Maybe this is just all for me. And as I began to look at this passage of Scripture and as I look at John, and you know, John being a disciple of Jesus and walking with Jesus and known as the one that loves, and then in his writing, it always comes back to love. And especially in 1 John, right throughout those first um, five chapters, it's all about love, understanding how to love, where to love unconditionally, where to do this. And as I read these passages, scriptures, I started to go, God, it's an impossibility for me to love people because I don't think I can. In the English, the word love is just so limited because we wrap up in that one word all of our emotions, all of our feelings. In that one word of love, we're supposed to love our spouse, our children, our friends, people we don't know, the homeless. How do we do that? How do we actually love people 
when it's all wrapped up in feelings and emotions. So I went to the Greek word of love and started to look at that. And I realized that there are six different words for the word love in the Greek. Five of those are all wrapped up with feelings. So eros, sexual passion, feelings. Feeler, deep friendship, it's a feeling. To have a deep friendship, we have a feeling of that. You know, we have a deep friendship with your pastors. They're amazing people. They, they, I would class them as one of our closest friends. We do life together, even though we're across the ditch. But that grows and that feeling grows. Ludos, playful love, it's a feeling. Agape, love for everyone, it's not a feeling. Because we can't love everyone with feelings. Am I right? Pragma, long-standing love. And then the last one, filiushi. I don't know how you say that. Have a look at it. It's love of self. We're, we're instructed by the scripture that we are to love ourselves and in the way that we love ourselves, we're to love others. So we have to actually like ourselves and feel like we love ourselves. But there's one word in the Greek that describes the love that Jesus has for us and it's agape love. And it's the one word in the Greek that we actually need to take hold of as Christians because we're instructed to love in that manner. So when I looked at this word, agape means love is selfless, sacrificial, unconditioning love. Unconditional love. It is the highest of the four types of love in the Bible. The Greek word agape and variations of it are frequently found throughout the New Testament. Agape perfectly describes the kind of love Jesus Christ has for his Father and for his followers. The only way we can have agape love is to truly understand the Father's love for us and determine to accept it and then love in the same way. We have just been singing a song, Here I Am to Worship. It goes on and it says, I'll never know how much it cost. We will never understand fully and truthfully the love that was demonstrated on the cross for us. But that love was for us. And I'm telling you, it wasn't about feeling. If we look at Jesus going to the cross, it couldn't possibly be. He is, when he came here, with the emotions of human beings. So when he was beaten, do you think he stood there going, oh, beat me again? There was feelings, there was emotions, the pain, he felt the pain, it was real. The persecution that came upon him, he did not deserve. He didn't deserve to be spat on. He didn't deserve to have hurling insults at him. He didn't deserve what he took on the cross for all of us. He didn't deserve to have the nails in his hand. He didn't deserve any of that. But what does he do on the cross? When he's there, he looks out across everybody and he says, Father, an overwhelming agape love comes up and says, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He stepped out of feeling love and into selfless, sacrificial, unconditional love.
So here it is. As human beings, it is possible for us to love everyone exactly how the word agape is telling us to love. In the English word love, we can't love everyone. But when we take a hold of this word in the Greek and we put it upon ourselves, what we actually do is we're here, here's me, and what I do is I actually step out of me and I step into selfless, sacrificial, unconditional love and I say, Holy Spirit, I can only do this with your guidance, with you upon me. When I've surrendered my will to the Father and said, not my will but your will be done, I can actually love unconditionally because I'm not dependent upon me, my feelings or my emotions. I'm dependent on the fact of what Jesus did for me and I'm only loving people because of what Jesus did in my life and if my saviour can love me in the manner that he did and gave up his life for me I am only instructed to then go and love others as Jesus loved me but Ruth they're not nice that person has really hurt me that person has destroyed me I know but we're not instructed to love them on our feelings because there are times when I don't feel like I love people. Actually, I want to put them out. (laughs) Or maybe that's just me. But that's when I have to step out of my selfish feelings My feelings that said, this is how it should happen. This is what should take place. This is where I'm meant to be walking. And I have to step out of that and step into another surrounding and say, Holy Spirit, guide me, lead me. It's not about me. My life isn't about me. My life is about who you want me to be. I can't let my heart be fractured. See, our heart, You know, when we say, I gave my heart to Jesus, we say it in church. It was awesome. We had salvations. They gave their hearts to Jesus. As a little girl at seven years old, I said, I gave my heart to Jesus today. What does that mean? It means, Jesus, you've got my heart. You've got everything about me. But the problem is when we allow unforgiveness, hurt and all of these things and then we want to take revenge and we want to do the things, it puts a fracture in our heart and it breaks the heart. You know when somebody has a breakup, they say she's got a broken heart or he's got a broken heart. What they're really meaning is that it's fractured and we can't afford fractures in our heart We can't afford for anything to come in the way of who we are and what God wants to do with us. And so therefore we have a responsibility to come before the Father and say, God, I cannot love in my own strength. I can't love that person for what they've done for me. I can't accept what they've done. But what I can do is I can step out of me. I can step into an understanding of what it means to agape love. And I'm not going to go on my feelings. I'm going to love anyway. You know, my mum, she's a beautiful woman. And um, 
she's been in the ministry all of her life, pretty much. And she had gone through a lot of different things. And I remember one time we're walking along in the shopping centre. There was my mum and myself. And there was this lady walking towards us who had organised prayer meetings in our church before they left to pray my mum and dad out of the church. Really beautiful lady. And started to cause a lot of dissension. Anyway, this woman's walking towards us and me, in my feeling love, says, oh, there's that lady. Come on, mum, let's go. And my mother says, no, no, you come with me. It was my lesson. And as this woman's walking, my mum and I, my mum goes straight to her, throws her arms around her, says, how are you? How's the family? I watched this lady start to squirm. She was like, oh, my gosh. And I just watched. And then we walked off and I said to my mum, Mum, how can you do that? And she says, the scripture says, heaps the coals of love upon them and they will squirm. Well, that's my mum's interpretation. (laughs) But what she was really meaning is, we we don't have the responsibility to heap the hatred or the anger That's the responsibility of the Holy Spirit to convict them. Where to heap the coals of love upon them. You know, in 1 John 4, 7 and 9, which I read, I want to read it to you with the word agape instead of love. Dear friends, let us continue to agape one another. For agape comes from God and anyone who agapes is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not agape does not know God for God is agape. God showed how much he agaped us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. In other words, dear friends, let us continue to step out of selfishness, to step out of self and step into sacrificial unconditional love. To step out of feelings. Dear friends, let us continue to step out of feelings and love one another. Step out of feelings and love God. Sometimes we don't even feel like we want to love God. Sometimes we feel like God's let us down. Sometimes we say, how can I even love God? Where was God? You know, just this, before we came away, there was a young couple that I had walked a big journey with. They'd come to Jesus and um, I had had the privilege of being able to lead them both to, to the Lord. I'd walked a big journey with them. They weren't married. They had um, two children. They ended up getting married. They ended up, um, I baptised them, dedicated their kids, went through a whole lot of stuff with them. And then what happened was just before we left, there was a tragic accident and the wife was killed trying to help somebody else in an accident and a car hit her and immediately killed her. In all of that, this guy looks at me and he says, why didn't God save her? She was trying to help somebody. Where was God? This young man, 29 years old, tears in my eyes, I said, God's there and he loves you. I don't understand why she had to be tragically taken. But he's a God of love, 
of grace and mercy. Right at that moment, he didn't didn't know if God was actually in his room. But I'm here to say that God's love never changes for us. And we have a responsibility, like the scripture says, to love in the same manner that God loved us with agape love. So regardless of the situations, regardless of what happens, regardless of what comes our way, we're to step out of it and say, it's not fair. Those feelings are not fair. But God, I'm not instructed to love with feelings. I'm instructed to love with an unconditional, sacrificial, selfless love. Lord, I can only do that by understanding who you are and what you did for me. In verse 8, but anyone who does not love agape does not know God, for God is love. That to me is one of the most challenging passages of Scripture. Anyone who does not agape does not know God. But Ruth, how do we love people that are unlovely? How do people love people they've never met? Because it's not in the understanding of love or what somebody can do for you, but it's in the understanding of what someone did for you. A saviour on the cross died just for you. He did this just for you. In verse 10, this is real love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. To love people the way our Father does is nothing to do with what they've done for us. It is loving because of what the Father has done for us. That is how we can love others even if we think they don't deserve it. We love because of the Father. People don't deserve our love at times. But hey, we don't deserve the Father's love either. There is nothing I can do that can make Jesus love me. He just loves me. And he just loves you. And it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter about your attitude. It doesn't matter whether you were a murderer. It doesn't matter what it is. Jesus loves you. That's why people in prison who have done the most horrific things, if they find Jesus as their Lord and their Saviour, they are accepted as much as we are. It's human beings that put the restriction, not our Father in heaven. And we're being asked to love in the same um, unrestricted manner as Jesus did. And we say, but. And the Lord says, there is no but. My scripture says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another for love comes from God. And anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God for God is love. We're not meant to love with feeling. We're meant to love with a decision, an act of our will. When I married Wayne... I was standing at the back of the church with my dad. My dad looked as white as a ghost. I think he knew what he was going to hand his daughter over to. Amazing, incredible man. I don't know what you were thinking. 
And he's there and I look up and here's Wayne, tears in his eyes, streaming down. The love of his life. It wasn't hay fever. It was the knowledge that he had just got the best prize he could ever think he was going to get. Or it was, oh dear Lord, what am I going to do now? But here we are, you know, this overwhelming feeling of love. Oh, I remember it so clearly. I was so excited. It was a long journey to get there, but I was excited. This is the day. This is where it's all going to be amazing from now on. We're never going to have any arguments. It's going to be great. He's going to do everything I want him to do. And I can just be me. Until the first six months of our marriage was not pretty. Suddenly I went, I'm going home. And Wayne said, try it. Your mum will send you back. (laughs) There was a sense of the feelings had gone. I even rang my sister-in-law and said, I think I've made a terrible mistake. She said, oh, don't be ridiculous. Of course I hadn't made a mistake. I was confusing love with my feelings, not on a decision. And on the day that I married my husband, I said in front of my families, my friend, and most importantly, my God, this is the man I will love for the rest of my life. And the only way that I can love him every single day at times is to step out of self and step into selfless, sacrificial, unconditional love that says, you know what, I love this man regardless. I love him because he is the one that God gave to me. He's my Prince. I know, he really is. But how do we love people, Ruth, when they aren't like Wayne? (laughs) Because Wayne's amazing. I am privileged. But not all of us live in that privilege. So how do we do it? How do we love those kids? that are like driving us nuts because they won't do what we ask them to do. How do we love those neighbours that are horrible? By stepping out of feeling love into agape love and understanding that we're not called to love by feelings, but we're called to love by being sacrificial, by being unconditional in our love, by not what they can do for us, but by, because of what Jesus did on the cross for each of us. It is because of what Jesus did. That's why we can then walk out into the streets and love people. That's why people can go up to homeless people that, that have look like oh my goodness they need a bath what are we going to do but this overwhelming oozing love comes from them that's the love from father in heaven that's the love that keeps us going I was telling the early service that we do a ministry into the brothels and there's a team of about 11 of us that go out once a month 11 or 12 of us and we're in a bus and we get to the brothels and a few of us go in and we go in with gifts and we go in with cooking because you know it's a great way to get in and see the the workers and the very first time I went in I'm going to share this really quickly it's really nothing to do with my message but it's a funny story 
we walked in and uh, first one I got to walk in and met one of the workers. She was gorgeous and she had a rash and I said, um, do you know we're Christians? And she said, yes. And I said, can I pray for you? So I got the privilege to pray for her and the next month she declared that she was healed, which was awesome. So God was doing something. This is my first one that I go into. I'm like, this is awesome, showing Jesus love. And I'm standing as we're about to leave and the manager's there and two other girls and I'm here and this man walks in and he goes, great, new girls. I'm like are you serious? And the woman goes, no, 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 no. And he goes, oh, no, I'll have her. And he points to me. And I just looked and I'm like, let's go, let's get out. It was just a funny story. It had nothing to do with the message. Wayne said he was blind. So I'm choosing to step out of feeling love right now into agape love, loving with selflessness, sacrificial, unconditioning love. But when we go into places like that, sometimes it's not pretty. But I'm, I want you to know that every time I go in, something comes unconditionally out of me and my love for these workers is unbelievable I'm like God can you show them your love because they have taken the word love and misconstrued what even love looks like but Jesus his love's pure it's beautiful but as Christians we have a responsibility to not allow anything to tarnish our heart and take us away from the love that God has, we have a responsibility for the love to shine through us. In verse 11 and 12, dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. Have you ever wondered when someone walks into a room and you just feel the love that comes from them? Have you felt that? You know, and you're like, oh, I just want to go and stand next to them. I just want to be with them. They need to be near me because there's something about them. It's the agape love that comes. They don't even know that they're bringing that out. But they're bringing it out because they've actually recognised what Jesus has done for them. And they're so in love with the Father that it just oozes out of them. That's the kind of love that we're asked to love with. In verse 13, And God has given us the Spirit as proof that we live in Him and He is in us. It is that Right there, that is one of our greatest keys. It's the Holy Spirit. The only way I believe we can live with agape love is by being led by the Holy Spirit. It's the agape, it's the Holy Spirit that says, uh, Ruth, was that agape there? No, Jesus. That was me wanting to take revenge. That was me who wanted to have my way. Most of the time, when we don't want to love someone, it's because we're being quite selfish. It's all about us. No, they don't deserve my love. No, they were nasty to me. No, why should I give anything? No, I'm not doing that. No, no, no. Oh, thank you, Jesus, that you didn't stand there and go, no, I'm not going to the cross. No, let them suffer. No, I'm not going to lead them to the Father. No, no, no. He didn't do that. 
what he did was he said, yes, 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 yes. 1 John 3, 18 to 19, dear children, let's not merely say we love each other. Let us show by the truth, by our actions. Our actions will show that we belong to the truth so that we will be confident when we stand before God. In verse 19 in the Passion Bible, it reads, our love for others is our grateful response to the love God first demonstrated for us. When we understand what Jesus did for us, it's our grateful response for us to love regardless. Regardless. Jesus, you loved me, so therefore I'm going to love that neighbour that isn't nice to me. Jesus, you first loved me, so I'm not going to love that person in my feelings. I'm going to love them by understanding what agape love. And I don't feel like I love them right now, but I'm stepping out of that feeling. I'm stepping into agape love, and I'm going to love them regardless. And I'm going to put my arms around them, and I'm going to tell them I love them, even if I don't feel it. Because when you do that, something breaks. Just recently, I just finished preaching and there was a woman and a guy in the church that, you know, as pastors, sometimes some of you are really not nice to us. And I was like, no, no, I want revenge. And the Holy Spirit said, I want you to go up to them and I want you to put your arms around them. I want you to tell them that you love them and that I love them. And I'm arguing with the Holy Spirit walking down the aisle of the church. And he said, do it. So I got there and I threw my arms around her. And when I came back, she said, what was that for? And I said, to tell you I love you and that Jesus loves you. And you know what? From that minute, something oozed out of me and I genuinely had a love for them because it's not about me it's not about my feeling it's about an understanding of what Jesus did for me to show people God we love the way God did we have to go back to agape selfless sacrificial unconditional love this then means even if you don't feel you love someone your actions can show them you do go against the feelings and do what the father did What the Father's love gives us, I'm going to go quickly, is number one, security of salvation in verse 9. The Holy Spirit to guide us in verse 13. To take away fear, fear of man and what man thinks in verse 18. The ability to love unconditionally. To forgive fast. Be quick to forgive. Get on your knees. If someone offends you, don't hold offence and definitely don't hold second-hand offence. It's worse than first-hand offence. Get on your knees and say, Father, I can't let this heart be tarnished. I can't let anything distract me from what you've got for me. Get on your knees and say, Father, I need to know how you loved. I need to know how you loved those people that whipped you, that persecuted you, that spat on you, that said the insults at you, that didn't even believe in you. How do you do that? Lord, give me the grace. Be quick. Because you don't want anything to take you out of the race. Right now in this world, Christians are going away from Christ in droves. And I believe it's because they're not discipled and understanding true love. And that's agape love, understanding what Jesus did. It's selfish. 
We've got to get out of self and into who Jesus wants us to be. When we are selfish, what happens is we look and we go, the music doesn't suit me. The kids' ministry isn't good enough. They haven't got what I want. Those pastors aren't doing what I say. Those elders don't care like they're supposed to. We start to judge rather than turning around and saying, it's not about me. It's not about me. Instead of it's all about me. It's about what Jesus wants and stepping into the understanding of who he is and what he can do. In verse 20 to 21, if someone says, I love God but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people, we can see how, sorry, if we don't love people, we can see how can we love God whom we can't see? I think I mucked it up but that's all right. If someone says, I love God, but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people, we can see how we can see we can't love God whom we can't see. And he has given us a command. Those who love God must also love their fellow believers. That's huge. But here's your vindicator. You ready for it? For when people do things to you or when things have happened to you that aren't fair, and that you want justice, when all of that, in Romans 12, 19, here's your scripture. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scripture says, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Shall I read it again? Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scripture says, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Right there, we are not responsible for anyone else's life. So you know when you play the revenge over in your head, just turn around and say, Jesus, I'm handing you that. It's not my responsibility. The truth is when it comes to the end of the day and we have to stand before the Lord, we only give an account of our life. And when I stand there and say, but Lord, Wayne did this to me. And Luke wasn't very nice to me. And Sheridan, well, he said some really horrible things. And the Lord says, I don't care what they did. This is just you and me, Ruth. Are you responding right or not, I want to stand before Jesus and him say, well done, Ruth. I saw some pretty horrible things you had to go through through your life. But I want to say that in the midst of the pain, the anguish, the torment, well done for stepping out of self and stepping into an understanding that I'm the one who will take the revenge. I'm the one who will do it. And thank you for loving me, no matter what. We only have a responsibility to love our Jesus with all our heart, with all our soul and with all our might and to love others as Christ loved us. Our responsibility is not to take revenge but to be quick to ask for forgiveness and quick to say, Lord, 
Help me to love with agape love. So today I want to remind you that our Father in heaven loves us so much. There is nothing we can do that can separate us from his love in Romans 8.38a. And I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love. And let us remember what agape love is. It's not a feeling love. And we're not called to love with feelings. We're called to love with a decision and act of our will. So step out of feeling love and step into a decision love. And those people that may have hurt you or those people that have caused such pain in your life, it does not excuse their actions. Let me make sure you know that. It doesn't excuse what they've done. But you're not responsible for what happens to them. You're only responsible for what happens to your life. But remember that passage in Romans where God says He will deal with that. They will have to give an account. If they don't, if they don't come into repentance, they're going to have to answer to God for what they've done. And that's not going to be pretty. But my prayer then goes from, oh my goodness, I want revenge to, oh Jesus, please help them because it's not going to be pretty if they don't repent there comes an unconditional love for them because you suddenly realise that unless they ask for repentance we go right back to the start dear friends let us continue to love one another for love comes from God and anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God but anyone who does not love does not know God for God is love if you do not know God You do not have eternity. Oh, please, Jesus, I don't want anyone to suffer. I don't want anyone, even my worst enemy, I don't want them to go to hell. Step out of self and step into selfless, sacrificial, unconditional love. Holy Spirit, I just ask right now, that you will come and you will sweep over us afresh. Lord, I know as a human being it's really hard to love in a manner that we think of love. But I know that with your Holy Spirit leading and guiding us and us stepping out of ourself and into who you want us to be, that you're the one that deposits the love in us that can flow and the love comes out of us because of what you've done for us and when we've accepted what you've done for us and how much you've loved us. Lord, there is nothing we can do but love others. And our whole life, God, needs to be a demonstration of your love so that people will know that you exist. Lord, I'm not happy with what's happening in the churches in our nation and the nations of the world. I want to see a greater move of your Holy Spirit. And Father God, I truly believe with all my heart that when people truly understand how to love with your love, with the agape love, that we will see breakthrough in this nation and the nations of the world. We will see people coming to an understanding of who you are. And so Lord, if anyone is suffering right now from not being able to love someone because of the hurt and the pain, will you release them from that right now and give them an overwhelming sense of what you did for them on the cross, how much you love them, how much you care that you did that unconditionally. 
And in turn, we can then love others in the same manner. In your name, amen.